one unified place for all these different groups to come together and show how much they cared about what they represented on Reddit. One r slash place. <laughs> yes. Stream of Consciousness, a radio program made possible by 90.3 KRNU. I'm Ben Kula. I'm your host. And joining me for this week is my friend, Peter Cow. Hi, Peter. Hello. That's me. That's you. Peter, we're talking about Reddit? Yes. <laughs> okay. Look, you can't just lead with that. There's a little bit more to it. So yeah, we'll be talking about the history of r slash place and the various events that Reddit has hosted for April Fool's events. Yes. Is yep. the probably the better intro. Yeah, I that, just okay, that's to, perfect. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, so let's first talk about what is Reddit because I know very little about it. I know it as that place that sometimes has <laughs> answers to very specific questions that I ask. Yeah, and I mean, that's completely fair. Reddit is a fountain of knowledge um, and it's... Uh, it's basically just a forum so that you can kind of divide into different groups, different subreddits. So there's different subreddits dedicated to different topics, such as like pictures, uh, funny, you know, like normal ones, like memes, dank memes, you know, like very uh, broad topics like news, uh, politics, stuff like that. A lot of fandom stuff as well. Yes, absolutely. It's It's a very big site for people to come together in like from a fandom and and you know just kind of hang out and and talk uh you can you can follow the different subreddits and you can have all of these posts flow into your feed and you can see like one post from r slash bread stapled to trees it's it's funny it's not as funny as it sounds but it's still funnier than it sounds i guess i don't know it's, it's just a very interesting one to mention yeah. Um, but there's 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 plenty of them that you can follow. And there's, you know, ones for interests, ones for like genuine questions that you have. Like you mentioned earlier, you can like go there and find answers to genuine questions. And one of the biggest draws of Reddit, and they kind of flaunt themselves as like the the main page of the in or the front page of the internet, I think it is. And they flaunt themselves as the front page of the internet because it's all anonymous. So you can make your account and you have the anonymity, unless you post, you know, who you are connected to your actual self. It is just a username with a post history and, you know, a viewing history, but in no way it is ever connected to you. It's a kind of offshoot of social media as a whole, because, you know, right now we have Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, all very interconnected with like your personal life. This one is a very anonymized way of interacting while still being able to kind of interact and keep up your, your history. You can kind of build like an alternate persona free from who you are in your own life. Yeah, but it, it's a it's a interesting site. Most people will hate on it and I probably will get some flack if my friends ever find out I went on a podcast and decided to talk about Reddit for an entire, <laughs> for the entire time. <laughs> You say that as if you don't have a Reddit sticker on your water bottle. Okay, look, <laughs> I don't have it anymore, but I used to have it on my water bottle. Okay, so we have this basic forum of different subcultures, different fandoms, or people in on different jokes. Mm -hmm. What 
what's the deal with April Fool's? Because a lot of companies will do interesting April Fool's things, changing their name, like with um, IHOP to IHOB or different corporate strategies to incorporate that in. What's What makes Reddit's April Fool's special? So the thing about Reddit April Fool's is they love, they love collecting user data. They love it. It makes you so powerful. Like, what company doesn't? <laughs> exactly. And they do it in a way that's very interactive for the user. So they decided um, on one, I don't know, rainy April 1st day to set up a social experiment. And that's what all of these are. They're all little social experiments that um, allow the Reddit user base to kind of interact with uh, each other and you know, see see what they can build with each other. Um, and I don't exactly remember what the first one was, but they're all like very simple in um, concept. So they're nothing too complicated. You don't have to learn different like game mechanics or anything. It's just as simple as clicking a couple of things. And it's very easy to participate in. But the way it works is that it can get very complicated very, and very like competitive, very fast. Right, so a simple game, but by interacting with the interaction with other people is what makes it complicated. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and even that, like some of them, you don't interact with other people. Like the the earliest one that I can think of that comes to mind is the button. So the button was probably one of, if not the first memorable event, and it was a button. It was a button that would be a button and then a timer below it. And then that timer was set to 60 seconds and it would tick down and then that was it. Anytime anybody pressed the button, it would reset back to 60 seconds. <laughs> but here's the thing. You as a user could only press the button once. Total. Just Total, ever. Ever. Yeah. And then when you press the button, you were assigned a color. So in the 60 seconds to uh, 50 seconds, you were assigned, I think it was white. Um, and then from 49 seconds down to 40 seconds, it was purple. And that went all the way down to red. It went through all the colors of purple, blue, green, orange, yellow, red, I think. Roy G. So the biggest thing there was uh, different communities started to form based on these colors that were assigned to people. It was very arbitrary, you know, like a lot of the people when they first saw it were like, oh, what's this button? And would click it and would be assigned white and would never be able to click it again, mm -hmm. right? And that was what a lot of people did. And for a very long time, it, the button constantly stayed from like 50 to 60 seconds, right? But as more people started to notice what it was and they started to talk about like the different colors and everything, some people decided to ask what happens? What happens when the timer ticks down to zero? Mm -hmm. You know, so like, what do we do after the button is over? Yeah. And there already you see it becomes different factions. Yeah. Of like people that want to keep the timer going versus people that want it to tick down. Right. And already you have that split of like the different communities. So it's a very like easy concept you know button with timer but it gets a little more complicated when you like start to get community involved because 
that's what people do. They like to build up their different groups, you know, be unique, find people who have similar interests, etc. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this general button is just counting down from 60 seconds. And if you don't want it to tick down all the way, because you notice there were factions not just the white but also all the way down mm -hmm. were the people that were aiming for oh i want to press it but only if it's after 30 seconds or only if it's within five seconds like yep. trying to be a thrill seeker yeah exactly so people would you know some people would do it based on their favorite color right okay. so they'd want to be in the oranges or the reds or the blues etc cetera, etc cetera. um and this is where our first introduction of a, a Reddit faction uh, comes into play. And these are what, and they're still running today, um, but this is where the April Knights came from. So these are the April Knights. They were originally founded to defend the button, right? So they would be there <laughs> up until it got to one second or even 0.5 seconds and click it. And there we go. They were red, um, but the button was back to 60 seconds. So they were very adamant about not letting it tick down. Not letting it tick down, but also waiting as long as they could so that they got the most effect out of their one button press. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. And a slight revision. I think um, if you clicked it between 60 and 50 seconds, you would get purple. And then people that didn't click it were white. So they, those were the people, the group of... Um, white colored names i will say <laughs> don't want to sound terrible here yeah um but they were very adamant about not clicking the button because they wanted Ever. to see what would happen so you had like these big groups of like the red april knights versus the white i don't know what their faction was called because it has not lasted but that is a general synopsis of the first event and it did eventually end yeah i think don't leave it thing, or what happened? <laughs> it's not well. It, it didn't go on forever, so obviously it ended. Um, but they eventually did make a extension that people would be able to feed their users into, and it would automatically log into their account and click the button for them when it got down to a certain time. You will see in the future. It's a very common theme of people using bots um, to kind of rig the event or make it. Not necessarily less fun, but I, I would say more interesting. Other people would argue otherwise. Favorable to their interests while not necessarily being in the spirit of whatever event happens to be going on at the time. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you put it you put it well. Yeah. Um, but this bot did eventually get an account that had already clicked the button. So when it got down to oh point my five goodness. and the account tried to click it. Nothing happened, and the button finally died. Interesting. But this button was able to last for two, I think almost two months. Wow. In total, so, yeah. Wow, yeah, okay. Plenty of people clicking a button. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just the first one, let me tell you. So that's all about the button. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm talking with Peter Cow, my friend. Uh, you're listening to 93.3 KRNU. Okay, now we can talk about our slash place. Gotcha. Okay. So, our um, slash place. Our slash place. So, this was probably the event that put Reddit April Fool's events on the map. Um, just because it was a very big 
experiment and it was very easy to take part of. Um, and what Artist Slash Place was, is it was a giant 1000 by 1000 uh, pixel canvas. And it started out completely blank. Okay. Right. And you as a user could pick a color, pick a pixel, paint it that color, and then wait five minutes. Okay. And you'd be able to place another pixel. So I log on, I make bottom right corner red. Yep. And then I can't do anything for another five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about it. Seems pretty boring on the on that sort of micro level, but mm -hmm. There is more to this story, obviously. And the whole tagline of r slash place was alone, you can do something, but together you can do something more. I think is what it was. I, I, I don't remember exactly, but okay. it, was, it, was, it was that general of like community and, and building community, which is exactly what it came to be, right? So when people first started placing pixels on the canvas, it was just a big hodgepodge of color. You know, some people were fighting over the corners, wanting to make them like their own little color. But then from there, shapes started forming and, you know, different characters where people kind of like saw something and went, oh, hey, that's a that's a cool little shape. I want to contribute to it. Just the way you, you phrased that, it was very much First, there was color, <laughs> then shapes. <laughs> It was, it was really like that progression though. It was really cool, uh, like seeing the progression go on because from there, people started to coordinate and they started to coordinate fast. They got together into little bunches and would, you know, in a group of like five or six even, they would coordinate and like over the course of an hour, build a little like drawing of, uh, I don't know, like Mario or something or, I saw so many little things. There was like Bob Ross had a little thing, Master Chief. There was a lot of anime stuff, Pokemon, um, League of Legends was on there. They had a big symbol, um, Osu, lots of different communities. This really served as kind of like a, a billboard or like a just a creative space for communities to really show their dedication to their, you know, their fandoms, their subreddits, like we mentioned earlier. It was like one unified place for all these different groups to come together and show how much they cared about what they represented on Reddit. One r slash place. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it doubles as like a, you know, you place a pixel on the canvas. Oh, yeah. I'd never thought of that. Yeah, yeah. okay. And complete side fact, but a fun fact is the guy that made r slash place is actually, his name is Jordan Wardle, which if that sounds familiar to you, is because he's the creator of Wordle. Oh. Bought by the New York Times, yeah. Very fun. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun little side fact. Yeah, so we have these small images starting to appear, groups getting together to work on trying to just kind of defend their locations and put this up. Sounds simple enough. Yeah, and then different factions start to form off of this and off the top of my head there's a lot of different ones it's it's insane how much people are able to accomplish just with the with how many numbers they have and with how much dedication they have mm -hmm. i saw so i was part of one called rainbow road 
right? Oh, you and were part is... of one of these factions. Okay, look, I wouldn't be talking to you if I wasn't part of these factions. You know what? That's fair enough. <laughs> so you're part of Rainbow Road? Yes, initially. And this was, it was probably one of the bigger factions just because it was the clearest one to see. Mm -hmm. You know, you see a big rainbow that spread across the canvas diagonally and you would go, oh, it's a big rainbow. That's really cool. And it's very easy to contribute to because you just look at the path that it's on and then add another pixel for whatever color you need. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So this is where things get interesting because people would start to put up their subreddits. So you would have uh, subreddits are easily linked, are able to in text in the pixels, write out a link to their subreddit. Um, so they would put like in pixel text, like r slash rainbow road. And people would see that on the canvas and then go from the canvas to their subreddit. And then from there, go to a discord where they could talk and work and chat with other people that are in the same group. Right. And that's how they kind of started building community, which is already like a lot because you had to make the discord, you had to make the subreddit and you had to draw out on this canvas that millions upon millions of people had access to and could mess up at any time, mm -hmm. could draw, you had to draw out your logo so people could link up with you and be part of your community. I didn't know about the, the whole Discord aspect about it because I was assuming it was posting on that subreddit. So a forum post of, hey, this is what we're doing. Join us. I didn't realize they post Discord links because Discord is like chat room type thing, right? Where you can, yeah. I've, I used to, do video calls and game with buddies. Mm -hmm. So it's mostly like chat focused, but then also having that talking aspect, which I didn't, I mean, it makes sense that it was there, but I'm just surprised that it was. Yeah, it, it just provided for easier uh, communication. You know, uh, it, for, it, it helped make a, a good sense of like unity community that you could all kind of sit in and bond with each other. I'm actually still in that Discord uh, today. And that was almost like six years ago. Wow. Yeah, it had thousands of members. Yeah. Um, but this is where things really started to escalate because this Rainbow Road, you know, it was going diagonal, right? So it didn't really care who was already in its path. Yeah, um, kind of. We would we would try to, you know, save different art pieces because eventually these art pieces, you're, you're right, these art pieces would start to collide with each other. Mm -hmm. And um, this is where kind of, battles started happening and these different groups they would reach out to each other and form alliances right so and it, it does it gets very political like very quickly yeah um like rainbow road we had an alliance with a mario kart group which makes sense oh yeah so they drew little uh pixel uh icons on our rainbow road and we would protect them they were sanctioned art pieces that we would keep Sanctioned. on the rainbow road it, okay it sounds really lame but really it, it was kind of fun no it, it sounds interesting but just the fact that a april fool's experiment on some internet forum became so like you said political yeah and it's it's reddit they tend to get a little political at times mm -hmm. <laughs> but um yeah the the rainbow road was a very uh peaceful group so they, uh, on the trajectory of the rainbow, you know, it was going diagonal, but mm -hmm. it wouldn't be able to go diagonal forever, yeah. right? So we would run into different art pieces and eventually we would hit a wall, Yeah. right? So people had the amazing, astounding idea of bouncing off the wall 
and then continuing <laughs> our trajectory into another area. Like a DVD logo. Exactly, yes. But then we would run into different art pieces, and this is where things get really creative. Because people would map our trajectory and see exactly which art pieces we would be running into. Okay. So, for example, there was like... Oh, this was a fun one. There was a, a Waldo. Like, a you know, the Where's guy Waldo? from Where's Waldo, right? Um, and we were headed straight for him. We were going to tear Waldo in half with the Rainbow Road, right? I, I know, it's funny. It's very funny. <laughs> um, so instead, what we did was we went ahead of the trajectory, mapped it out, and created two portals, like from the game Portal. Okay. We had an orange and a blue portal, and the rainbow hit one portal and then would come out the other end of the portal, and Waldo was completely unharmed. It was amazing. It's incredible. Very creative for just a bunch of people being like, hey, <laughs> I want to be part of this thing bigger, but I don't want to be disrespectful of Waldo or Absolutely, probably yeah. other creators and artists. Yeah, and we'd reach out to them. We'd be like, hey, we're on our way. This is kind of our plan. You know, watch out. Um, <laughs> we wouldn't be able to do it with all of them. Some of them we kind of trampled over. But the thing is not all of these groups are able to collaborate as well as we were able to, mm -hmm. you know? And this is where kind of that combat aspect of this came in. Um, so for example, one thing that's very easy to make on these canvases is flags. Mm -hmm. Flags are very easy. They're very geometric. They have very simple colors and, you know, it's just like you'd be able to put three stripes three different colors and call that a flag and yeah. people from different countries you know countries have thousands millions of people in their population who all presumably feel pride towards that country exactly yeah so they'd love to just extend their flag and it's so easy to do that mm -hmm. this is where we get <laughs> into the german versus french flag uh combat <laughs> and it's <laughs> a, a very historical one a very historical one um so the german flag and remind me i believe the german flag is three horizontal stripes yeah right and um, the french flag is three black yellow red i believe yes um so on the canvas and picture this you have those two flags of germany and france mm. right next to each other yep germany is three horizontal stripes yep so germany the german flag starts to slowly extend over to the area of where the French flag is. Mm -hmm. And then people start to notice that and start to extend it more. And then before you know it, the French flag is being eaten alive by the German flag. Okay. And then after that, the French people in fear and in, you know, in danger fled upwards using their vertical flag and they to just move above. Relocate. Yeah, exactly. And this is the best part. The French and the German people came to an agreement. You know, they, didn't, they weren't really able to fight each other in that little intersection. Mm -hmm. So what do they do instead to signify their unity? A new flag. They built the flag of the EU. Oh, that's In their lovely. intersection. It's amazing. Oh, that's lovely. I know. R slash place went on for 72 hours. And okay. it is full of little interactions like that. Little interactions of combat, of alliances, communication, planning, um, 
you know, pride in, in what group you're with, you know, stuff like that. Sometimes literal pride is in pride flags. Absolutely, yeah. And it, it all comes to a point where there's just so much captured in one canvas. Because a thousand by a thousand, that's one million pixels. Yeah. A one million pixel canvas over 72 hours with millions of people accessing it every single second is just phenomenal. And the way all of these different groups are able to interact with each other. Like I know a group that fought like tooth and nail for a small, like probably five by five little guy. He was like a little stick figure and they fought for him the whole time. And at the end of the event, he was there sitting on a little canvas. And someone who was in that group gets to just show it off like, hey, this is my mark. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. But, and this is where kind of the, you know, every good story has to have an antagonist. Um, And this is where the antagonist, you know, comes out. So you have all of these different art pieces, all of these different people collaborating, right? But there was one group that kind of emerged from nowhere and kind of controlled the, the little hive minds of Reddit. And this group was referred to as the Void. Yeah, so the Void is a very easy group to join in the fact that they would just make black spots on the canvas and then grow those spots from there. And that's it. And it's so easy to see a black mass on the canvas and go, oh. I can just make this one next to it black. Yeah, exactly. And it's so easy for people to look at that and place it. And then that is how they were able to get their power. Just take over areas. Because their whole model, their whole thing was that um, the canvas was crowded. It was full. You know, maybe not even like halfway into the event, every single spot on the canvas was kind of taken. It was art. So besides like the little battles here and there, there wasn't much people could do in in ways of forming new art, Mm -hmm. right? So the Void's whole model was to erase and then get rid of old art to make way for new art. And that, that was what some people said. Other people just say they wanted to ruin art for the fun of it, you know, but. That has, that very much has super villain idealism kind of vibes to it. Absolutely. They're, in order to make, that's, that's just Thanos. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. We would Thanos snap or they would Thanos snap. Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't get involved until later. Uh, but, <laughs> but they would Thanos snap a lot of art. And, and make it into like blank space for new art to repopulate. Um, and there were big fights between the swarm and different groups. Um, there was one faction called the Blue Corner that would, you know, as, as I've you got a guess, wild guess as to what they do. <laughs> yes. They would stay in the corner and make it blue. Mm-hmm. Their, their key goal was to keep the absolute bottom right corner of the canvas blue at all times, but they would expand out from that, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a huge attack on the blue corner from the void. And that resulted in a lot of art taking up a lot of the the space that the blue corner had um, owned, mm-hmm. right? So they had to retreat back into like a smaller corner. There was more room for art, et cetera, et cetera. And the void 
it really is just like a chaotic, neutral, maybe even chaotic evil type of energy. They don't care. They don't care whose art it is. They don't care how much work you put into it. They would plow right through it and make everything black. Okay. You know? And one thing is, I do know the creator, or at least the owner of The Void. And <laughs> fittingly, his, uh, his name is, and, and don't get me wrong, very good friend of mine, uh, but we, we do call him Satan. <laughs> okay it is uh it's like nothing against him he's a great guy he's cool uh literally that was his tag like his his online uh user his online like name was was satan and that's how he went by okay yeah it's it's weird but it's kind of like we've just gotten used to it at this point um but that is you know give or take different little events that occurred the entirety of our slush place. So 72 hours, six years ago. Mm -hmm. That's our slush place. What happened at the end of it? They turned it off. They took a final screenshot mm -hmm. and then people weren't allowed to place pixels anymore. Okay. And that was it. That was the final. Our slush place. Our slush place. Yeah. Over 72 hours. Uh, people just kind of placed pixels and then it was done. And that was three days of my life. I would never get back. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't spend it any other way. 